Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast for the sake of the child. Our topic today is the College Board's Pre-Advanced Placement, also known as Pre-AP Courses. My name is Katja Pinkston. I'm a Master Parent Educator, Curriculum Developer, and a podcast host for the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm also a parent and the spouse of a retired service member. Our son graduated from a Dodia school overseas and is currently studying abroad for a semester in Australia. So I'm very excited that joining me today is Sean Francis. He is the College Board's Executive Director for the Pre-AP Program. Sean, thank you so much for being here today. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and tell us about what drives you? Sure, and thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited to talk to you about our Pre-AP Program. So um, I've worked in education for nearly my entire career. I actually started out working in education at a a small ed tech startup as an intern in college, um, focused on assessment reporting. And so it's been really exciting over the course of my career to be able to explore different spaces within within education, focusing primarily on technology in the early years, but then looking more broadly at instructional solutions that we provide our students and teachers to drive their success. I've been at the College Board now for about nine years, um, again, working very heavily on digital programs and supports for students inside the classroom as well as in supports for college planning. Um, For me, what, what I think really drives me is thinking about the ways in which education is our most critical path towards helping our students grow and become successful both in and beyond their classrooms. And looking at the work that we have the opportunity to do at the College Board in in bringing access to a broader group of students um, and supporting students who've been traditionally underserved through the work of our programs um, to bring excellence to classrooms across America and across really the world. So uh, what do you do at the College Board, Sean? So the teams that I lead, um, really, if if I think about the simplest way to to really boil it down to what we do on a day-to-day basis, it's really listening to students and teachers to learn how we can support their classroom experience. Um, We spend a lot of time on the ground, whether it be um, observing teachers in, in their classrooms, how they're planning, how they're collaborating with each other talking to students around um, the successes that they have in their classrooms, their opportunities, working closely with administrators to learn how they're supporting their teachers and and driving uh, systemic change. Those are the sorts of things that help us uh, really learn the types of supports that we can be bringing to the classroom to help empower students and teachers to, to build success in their classroom experience. So our team really focuses on building programs that deliver high quality and high interest classroom materials so that all students can be prepared for our college and beyond. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the pre-AP. For those who may not know, can you explain a little bit about pre-AP courses? Why did the College Board create the pre-AP program and how does it work? Sure. 
The Preppy program is designed to help all students grow, learn, and build confidence to help them succeed in college coursework as well, whether that be in the context of an AP class in high school or when they get to college. Our focus for Pre-AP is on all students. Pre-AP is not an honors program. It's really intended to help all students uh, have that opportunity to grow in their classrooms. So with Pre-AP courses, we include focused instructional frameworks for teachers, targeted assessments with feedback for students, and the opportunity for students to have a horizontal alignment across the work that they're doing across subject areas, which we refer to as our shared principles. These are critical thinking skills that um, help drive student engagement in the, in the depth of skill that they need to be successful in college and beyond. So we look at things like close observation and analysis, evidence-based writing, higher order questioning, and academic conversations. Um, the pre-AP courses tend to sit in ninth and 10th grade. So we have courses in English, math, science, history, and the arts. Um, those courses can be offered at lower grades if that's where those specific courses, like Algebra 1, for example, sometimes sits at an eighth grade level. So we do support those courses being used then. But really, when we look across our courses, our, our goal is to help teachers focus on the most important grade level work for students so that they can be prepared for what comes after high schools. So our intention is really to help not just build students who are successful in their class, but also thinking about how students can grow to become stronger critical thinkers. So, Sean, you mentioned something earlier that I would like to go back to. You, you said that pre-AP is for all. What do you mean when you say pre-AP is for all students? Sure. So when we look at pre-AP for all, um, I, I think that many, so often we hear pre-AP and, and we think of this as a label that is intended to exclude certain students or to be an honors-only program. The core tenet of our program that's offered to all students to, to allow them access to grade-level work. Um, we want to shift what's happening in our classroom so that all students have access to grade-level instruction, not just some students, and provide that consistency and approach in the context of a course, but are also across schools and what's happening for students to be successful. When we look at some of the data on the ground, so for example, um, if you're familiar with some research work the TNTP did uh, last year called the Opportunity Myth, they identified that across the country, students are primarily in the, in the areas that they studied doing what's asked of them. Nearly 90% of students are on task and they're getting A's, B's, and C's in their classrooms, but they're finding that in many cases, students aren't given the opportunity to actually access grade level work in their math or English class. 40% of classrooms with mostly students of color never receive a single grade level activity or lesson in their classroom over the course of the year. Students deserve the opportunity to have access to challenging, engaging grade level work, and this is what we're trying to move and shift with the work of pre-AP. And I, I totally agree. Though, from a parent's perspective, what does my child get out of taking a pre-AP course? I think first and foremost, particularly when we think of military-connected students, consistency. Pre-AP drives consistent educational experience and, and expectations across subjects. So when we look at what's happening across courses, so when students are in an English 1 course, the types of sentence stems and writing work that they're doing there, they're also using those same skills in their world history and geography course. Students are analyzing data and building graphs in Algebra 1 in the same way that they are in biology. There's consistency to the way in which students are engaging with the content, but then also there's consistency in what the courses are asking them to do across all schools who are using Pre-AP. So it allows students to have that consistency of expectation and then also have that horizontal alignment across the work that they're doing in their courses. As we look kind of 
after that consistency. This gives students an opportunity to engage in grade-level challenging work. Again, so often students don't get the opportunity to actually experience grade-level content in their classroom. They don't get to have that productive struggle toward what's actually expected for them to be successful. So, so often students are being given work that is below grade level and they're succeeding on it, but it's not moving them any closer to the success of, of what they'll need to be successful in, in college and beyond. So giving students the opportunity to engage in, in grade level work and then also just giving teachers areas of focus so that when so much is being asked of our teachers in the context of a course, giving them the focus of, of what's the most important set of content and skills for their students to be successful. And uh, I have to go back. You mentioned consistency. That, that is so valuable for us military-connected students because we move so often. But uh, Sean, you also mentioned grade-level work. And I'm interested to know in what grade can students start taking pre-AP courses? So pre-AP, the courses are designed for what's traditionally offered in ninth or 10th grade year. So we have an English 1 course and an English 2 course that represent grade 9 and grade 10, an Algebra 1 course, geometry with statistics, biology, chemistry, world history and geography. Those courses tend to be offered in ninth and 10th grade and that's primarily what they're designed for. But for schools where those courses may be offered at a different grade level, for example, if algebra is a grade eight course, we absolutely support those courses being used then. We also offer um, a flexible pre-AP performing and visual arts course framework, and that's inclusive of dance, music, theater, and visual arts. Those courses can be used across a high school context, depending on, again, where those courses tend to sit. I remember when my child took AP courses, he had to take those end-of-course assessments or AP tests at the end of the school year. And I was wondering, do the pre-AP courses have something similar at the end of the school year? The pre-AP courses offer a variety of different assessments that are intended to support both students and teachers across the year. So we offer formative assessments throughout the courses of our unit. So those are unit quizzes and performance tasks throughout the unit that allow teachers to use that information to adapt what they're doing in their classroom to support their students. We, we think of these as assessments for learning. This is an opportunity to stop as a checkpoint and see where students are so that students can be reflective around what they need to develop, and so that teachers can adapt what they're doing in their classrooms to support them. We also do have a final exam, which is a, a summative assessment at the end of the year. Unlike an AP exam, which is an assessment that is obviously taken for college credit, this is one that looks a bit more like what a teacher might locally design as a final exam for her class and is intended to, to sort of sit in that locally designed space. The questions that students encounter across these assessment types are intended to look and feel like the types of questions that a student might see in an AP exam. So for example, in our World History and Geography course, students will encounter questions like a document-based question that they might see in AP, but they're scaffolded towards that to, to really build the foundation for students to be successful in not just the content and skills, but the instruction and assessments that they'll encounter in AP. So if a parent who is listening to us right now and hears us and they may be wondering, okay, what do I do if my student is interested in taking a pre-AP course, but I know that the course is not offered at our school, what do you suggest military families can do in scenarios like this? 
Yeah, there's a, there's a few opportunities, I think, for parents to advocate for Pre-AP in their schools. I think that the first thing is looking towards next fall as we launch Pre-AP nationally. We'll also be launching, similar to AP, a Pre-AP course ledger, which gives parents and other stakeholders an opportunity to actually look up schools and see which College Board Pre-AP courses are available at those schools. So that's a good way to just kind of see what's out there and available and, and, and where those opportunities are. But I strongly recommend that parents who are excited about the opportunity of pre-AP to, to advocate for their students and speak to their administration so that we can build towards that together. And we at Parent to Parent, we always say that we as the parents, we are the best advocate for our child's education. So I can definitely agree with that. Uh, Sean, for our podcast here with the NSEC, we love to hear personal stories. Do you have a final story or perhaps a piece of advice for our listeners that you would like to share? Yep, I have a great story actually about a school visit that we went on this past spring at a high school just outside of Miami. We're really lucky that we get the opportunity and the work that we do to spend, again, a lot of time on the ground with our teachers and students and hearing from them. And we were talking to a group of students who were taking pre-AP courses for the first time with the College Board. And um, at this high school, traditionally, they'd had courses that were labeled pre-AP, but those were only available to honor students. And so one of the students in this in this group that we were talking to said to us that he was so excited to finally be labeled a pre-AP student. For him, that was something that represented a different type of student, a student who had access to different resources, a student who had been tracked for a certain type of success, and he wasn't one of those students. So for him, the, the empowerment of knowing what he was capable of by being known as a pre-AP student, to have the same books as, as his fellow students who were in other classes, to recognize that he had the opportunity finally to engage in something that was demanding more of him than what traditional courses had asked of. So the, the power of what pre-AP can be for, for not just a label for a course, but for the opportunities that it delivers to students, that really brought it home to me to see how we're beginning to see some of those changes for the students who've had the opportunity to participate in our program. Wow, what an amazing and inspiring story. Thanks for sharing that story. And also thank you so much, Sean, for talking with me today about the College Board's pre-AP courses. Thank you so much. And if for anyone who wants to learn more about pre-AP, please visit our, our, our website, preap.collegeboard.org, where you can learn more about our program, some of the successes we're seeing, and get in deep on, on what our courses look like. And thanks again, Sean. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.